to which we rich. Off the rip, off the rip. I gamble with my life, I'm cashing in my chest. I put a 30 or a 50 in the clip. So that's a dick or a titty on that bitch. Off the rip. Episode 3. I hope you guys are having an amazing morning, afternoon, or whatever time you're listening to this on. Today has been kind of a roller coaster. It's been pretty chill. We just got back from the gym now. But uh, we went to Walmart afterwards and uh, to get got some... fucking eyed down by <laughs> oh my God, this old woman. Okay, so you know, I'm sure most of you guys, you know, if you're listening to this, I assume you're fucking decent human beings and try and say hello and goodbye and, you know, are just human interaction with, yeah, you know, human somebody. interaction. I walk into Walmart and, you know, the person that checks your receipt, I walk in and it's an old woman and I say, An hello. old fucking bag. She's old, like, old. <laughs> Frail, like, she's rattling in her fucking, her bones are rattling in her skin. That's how old she is. Bro, she was, like, low-key eyeing us down, like, as if we were, like, fucking, like, we just committed murder, low-key. Yeah. You walked in, and D, sweet like a gentleman, just goes, hello, how are you? And she just squawks at us, like Mrs. Fowler from Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> Doesn't say a word, so we're like, all right, fuck you. Should have knocked the teeth, your dentures out of your mouth. Kept walking past. We go to the very far back of Walmart just to get some, uh, what was it? Some vanilla milk? Oh, it was uh, almond milk. Almond milk for some shakes. For our uh, protein smoothies for when we come back. And this is, I don't know if this is just a personal pet peeve of mine. You guys let me know this, but I fucking hate when people open the door to like the freezer section at Walmart or any other like pantry section and they don't know what they're grabbing. So they just block it from other people that are standing there and they're having a whole ass conversation with their family trying to decide what to get. Isn't the whole concept of the glass door so you can observe what you want to grab before you open the fucking door? I'm sorry, but that was just like a quick little pet peeve. I had to get that off my chest. But everyone seemed like they were staring us down today, bro. It was a little whack. It was just in the Walmart, though. I don't think it was, like, all day. No, no, just the Walmart. But the Walmart was a unique experience. Not one I would recommend. But anyway, guys, we're back again. Off the Rip Podcast. Coming back. Uh, yeah, man. Been a been a good few weeks now. You know, episode three coming out. I think people were thinking that we weren't going to be consistent with this shit. <laughs> but, you know, here we are pretty much every Tuesday morning putting out episodes, you know. And we, we were going to try and do it Sunday nights, but... We kind of realized we're a little too busy on Sunday nights. and I actually ended up going to a concert. I actually went to Red Rocks on Sunday. Guys, I don't know if you know this, but Shaquille O'Neal does fucking it all. He does literally the sports announcing. He owns like fucking 90 companies. And then apparently he's an EDM DJ. And don't even get it twisted. He is fire. One of like the littest EDM artists I've heard in a minute. I actually saw him in Bear Grylls. All of the openers were amazing. I'm, a lot of my friends that saw my story know like the light show was insane the beat drops were insane it highly like recommend it if, looked like a good time if dj diesel is ever performing in your area i highly recommend going and check him out because that shit was lit as fuck bro so good it looked dope if you guys have mike on snap i know you you saw exactly what he was talking about but shaquille o'neal it sounds like he's fire i've seen a bunch of his uh Instagram post where he does them like in Miami, mm-hmm. you know, obviously. But what I was telling Mike was that Shaq actually was at the LSU game and did a DJ set there the day before in, in Louisiana, the day before on Saturday. So he got that set done, got on a plane, came to Red Rocks, 
and did a set here, which to me is kind of fucking crazy because he's doing that and running all these companies, like Mike says. So I'm, it's kind of shocking how much shit he can get done in such a little amount of time. That shows you just how efficient he is. Shaq's worth ethic is next level, bro. Like, I don't know how he juggles all he's, that shit. He's also Dr. Shaquille O'Neal. Like, we're forgetting <laughs> that he's actually got, like, a PhD. He's insane, bro. I honestly respect how he, like, doesn't just give all of his fortune to his kids free. Like, he forces them. Like, what did you say? What's his motto? Oh, his thing is, you got to bring me three degrees before you can get any of my cheese. <laughs> I think that's so valid, bro. Like, one of my biggest fears is if I do become, you know, somewhat out of poverty, is I don't want I want to make sure my kids understand like hard work and stuff like that. I don't want to just hand my kids everything. I want them to understand like the come up the same way like I had to go through. Yeah. You know, you don't need to make like life hard on them, but you need to make them understand that, you know, if you work hard, you get good things in life. Yeah. I think that's the main gist of it. But yeah, man, Red Rocks was dope. I'm very fortunate to where the first concert I went to was at Red Rocks and a lot of people say that Red Rocks is the best venue like in the states. Like, of them all. Yeah, well, I think it's just unique because you are placed in the mountain. In nature, literally. And then when you look out, too, you get to see all the city lights. Dude, And that's so what nice. makes it so magical, too. What made it so dope last night, too, bro, is a lot of the sets were using, like, the moon and, like, the visuals. Yeah. And it was a full moon last night. Oh, yeah. That was the... Uh, I remember going outside because uh, that's, like... There's something about, like, a moon coming up or something. There's a blood moon coming up on tomorrow. Yeah, is there? Tomorrow there's a blood moon. So make sure to, tomorrow, guys, if you see the earth, the sun, and the moon will all be aligned and we'll see a blood moon. And we won't see it for another like four or five years, I believe. So if it's a clear sky where you're at, make sure you go up and look at that blood moon. I know I'm going to look at that shit. But it was so nice seeing the full moon as like just jumping, bro, and getting lit. The f I think the moon looks so dope. It's so nice. It is a beautiful thing. I'm looking at. I'm actually looking up the blood moon time for tomorrow. Yeah, look it up. So it's by the New York Times is what I'm looking at. Uh, looks like Tuesday morning. You have to wake up like at so tomorrow morning. You have Ooh, to wake up at the crack of fucking ass. Fuck that. Nah, I'll probably be up anyway. Like how early are we talking? Three forty-one a.m. So in a few hours. Shit. Maybe after we finish the pod, we'll just go check it out. At that point, um, I, we'll get a partial. We'll get a partial now because we'll probably finish by like one. Yeah, so. we'll check it out. So I don't know. By the time this episode releases, you guys might uh, be a little bit late to the announcement. But oh well. I I mean, uh, hopefully you guys checked it out then. Sorry, yeah. we totally thought it was gonna be like tomorrow night. Turns out it's gonna be this morning. Who did you go see at Red Rocks when you went recently with your with your buddies? Oh, Lu uh, lose a child. How was he? He was dope. But, bro, when you don't know any, like, it's I don't know, like, because he's playing into, songs yeah. and sets that he has, like, on Spotify, you know, and I'm sure Shaq has that, too, but the thing is, he was like, I'm barely getting into EDM now, mm -hmm. so it's like, the most I've listened to is definitely, um, Elenium, Elenium, because we're prepping for that, for that show that's coming in June. In June, bro, he sold out the entire Broncos stadium, instantly. It's going to be me, you, my brother, some other buddies pulling up. I'm so excited for that one, bro. I'm literally look forward to that like every single week. I'm like so excited that we're going to go to see that. He's doing the trilogy, bro. All of his albums, it's all him. It's going to be so dope. It's going to be fire. I, I'm excited. It's going to be awesome. Speaking of albums, uh, I hope you guys have heard the fucking <laughs> illest album that has come out this year. And if you don't fucking agree with that, 
then uh, I'm going to need you to ears. Yes, go fix your ears. Because I'm not going to, in terms of rap music, okay, I can't speak into the other genres like pop. I don't really listen to that shit. I'm Strictly, I just listen to like EDM and rap music. Those are my two main genres. In terms of new music, though, for 2022, it's been dry. I don't know if you guys have been feeling the same, but I don't think we'll ever go back to Prime 2016. So, but this new Drake album, Her Loss with 21 Savage, is as close we're getting to some old school Drake that in a long time. Yeah, I agree. The other thing, too, is somebody tried saying Lil Baby's album, but I don't think it was that good. It wasn't, bro. He had so much hype on his belt. Because he's he, – a lot of he's people are – coming. Con- yeah, they're considering him to be one of the new big three of the new generation. Like yeah. how we had Drake, Cole, and Kendrick. That was like our big three. They're saying Lil Baby is going to be one of those big three for the new generation. Yeah. So he had a lot of hype on him and – I'm not going to lie, he didn't deliver. I'm not going to say the album was horrible by any means. I definitely saved a couple songs. The one with Young Thug is really good. Yeah. And then um, yeah, Not Finished is also good. He His rapping ability on that one. He goes for three minutes straight just like rapping really well. But other than that, the beats are the same. He uses this, you know, Little Baby's flow. It's the same flow. Mm-hmm. And for 26 songs or however long, it was pretty long. I there remember. was another one too, The uh, Baby to also release an album and it was baby, I had high baby too i had high hopes for it do you see now he's doing bogos on his fucking shows yes bro he can't sell tickets yeah kind of sad because i'm gonna be honest bro like i liked a baby for sure but i don't think i would ever like him enough to pay like my hard-earned cash to go see him live no but if his shows were like 20 bucks yeah i'd go yeah if it was bogo 20 bucks fuck yeah I'd be like, i'll buy tickets. a ticket i'll like split it 10 bucks each basically We're yeah going but, for 10 bucks but for like a 60 dollar ticket i don't think the baby's all that no i wouldn't go for that either oh man anyway we're gonna talk about her loss really quick so man started it off because mike and i listened to it at the gym right yes, as like soon this, as it dropped right at this 10 al- album dropped at 10 mountain time anyway uh, 12 p.m. E- or 12 a.m. Eastern time is when it drops there, but anyway, we were uh, listening to the album. You know, the intro it- starts off with a bang. Literally, Rich Flex. That is okay. I'm not gonna lie. Hmm. There's three songs on the album that are in my favorite, but Rich Flex might be my favorite song on the album. Just seeing Drake take over 21 Savage's flow. And do that whole slaughter gang shit, murder gang shit. Just I like and that just inner, the flow. like that kind of, excuse me, that kind of like transition period that he has like in the middle, you know, where it's kind of like, oh, Drake's going to soften it up, you know, 21 went a little too hard. And then that beat switch. And I was like, oh, shit. And it goes hard yeah. because, because Drake bridges it with like his melodic R&B style. Yeah. All of these hoes. And then it switches and it just goes to a really dark beat. And then he takes 21 Savage's flow and just murders it. Yeah. Does so well. I highly recommend that intro for sure. What other songs did you like, bro? One of my personal favorites is Spin Bout You. That one is really good, too. I like Spin Bout You. Uh, Pussy and Millions. Travis Scott killed his verse. It was the only verse. The only feature actually on the album besides Drake and 21, minus a few ad libs from Lil Yachty on one of the songs. Yeah. But in terms of a genuine feature, Travis Scott killed it. I am so excited for Utopia when he drops that album. Yes. That Circle Loco is another fire song too. That one's so good, bro. He sampled, um, what's the name of it? One More Time by oh, yeah. Daft Punk. Yeah. That song released when we were when I was born, 2001. 
when we were babies, bro. That's cool, though. I mean, that's cool that he's bringing like some of that music, some back. of that old nostalgia then people vibes. Are like, what is that? What is that song? I guarantee you, the downloads for Daft Punk's song "One More Time" went up because of this song. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And I think that sample works so well with Drake. Yes, like that sample is fits Drake so perfectly with what he does, and he just floats on that beat so well. What was another? The one I don't like, and it's because it's kind of cringy to me, because I know all these ratchet hoes are gonna post my treacherous little twin. I fucking hate that. <laughs> Drake's the king that's, of captions, that's, bro. That's corny though. I think that's so corny. But I'll probably I'll probably steal one of these from to make a caption. I'm not gonna lie. I also will steal this to be a caption. But I just think that's weird. Like they'll be like them and their best friend, and it'll be like my treacherous little twin. I'll be like. You guys aren't doing anything treacherous. Go to fucking jail. And then you, I can call you treacherous little twins. But if you're just <laughs> stealing shit from 7-Eleven and trying to act like you're hard, that's a lie. 7-Eleven, speaking of, they're taquitos, bro. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> off, t- off topic. But Completely yeah. off topic, but I had to throw that in there. But, but anyway. Stop. I did stop there this morning, though. I didn't get a monster. But anyway, go. My favorite bar on the album, bro, is when 21 Savage says... I don't show ID at the club because they already know I'm 21. Hard, bro. I know everybody, when they heard that bar, they were like, ooh. They definitely made a face when they heard that. There's no way you couldn't. That shit was so clean. It fits so well, too, to 21 Savage's style. Honestly, though, guys, this album, if you haven't heard it yet, go listen to it. In terms of rap, it's one of the best albums to drop of the year. 100%, without a shadow of a doubt. One of my fun. See, another one is one of my favorite bars. Also comes from Twenty One, and it's on the spin about you, bro. Because it's been stuck in my head ever since the song dropped. But it's how many bodies you got? Pray they more, more than, than a few. few. <laughs> that shit was hard because I was like, bro, that's every. Is that not every guy? Yes. These guys no, really hit the nail on the head on this album. The amount of beat switches too in this album is so many i i personally love beat switches because it can instantly change the tone of a song on a dime and it works so well with drake and 21's chemistry because drake is real melodic sometimes and can have that like nice softer flow and then it'll switch to a really dark like metro booming beat where 21 can just take over and be real grungy with it it was this album was definitely good. I feel like we saw that melodicness a lot in like Middle of the Ocean. I guess it's Fuck Me. A lot of people are saying Middle of the Ocean might be Drake's best song ever. I've been seeing a lot of people saying that. That's kind of shocking. No, I've been seeing a because lot of people saying that. One of my favorite songs is Sandra's Rose. That is one of my all-time favorite Drake songs. That one's a good song too. Yes. For sure. What other song is it? Broke Boys. I love oh, Broke yeah. Boys. Because the beat switch in that one is also insane. Super good. What's funny to me is usually Drake is the one that has the, the time and place song. Like he'll be like, you know, 5 a.m. in Toronto or whatever. But it's interesting that the only time and place song, which is 3 a.m. on Glenwood, was only 21 Savage. So that just goes to show their chemistry of being able to just take each other's flow and just... They're going to go on tour too. They announced it. We should... We should look into getting tickets. If they come, if, if they come to Denver, we should totally go. Cause like, the last time I saw Twenty One, he was fire. I saw him with J Cole. Mm-hmm. So I saw him with one of the big three. But you've never seen Drake perform. I've never think, seen any of the big three. Which I think Drake performing is one of the best performances I've ever seen in my entire life. And I'm not even joking about that. He's our 
big one, bro. He's the one. He's like our generation's Michael Jackson, which might be a little bit of a stretch to say for some, but let's be real. If Drake were to die, no, God forbid, but if we were to wake up tomorrow morning and see an Instagram post saying Drake has passed away, also, rest in peace to take off. I don't know. You guys probably oh, saw that shit. news all over. We it's been a minute because we mentioned takeoff and Migos on the album in that next day he died in the last episode when we were talking about Bumble rap we were saying like oh the Migos rap I can't understand it obviously that's like part of their whole genre but it was really disheartening to wake up the next morning after we post the second episode of the pod and see that takeoff died but I was a big fan of takeoff I think he was definitely best Migo he was my one of my favorite him and Offset. I love yeah. them both. Yeah, I don't really like Quavo. He's more of like the ad libs. Yeah, Quavo's real ad lib and he's the hook. Yeah. In yeah. terms of like rapping ability though, I think Takeoff had if you were to get their best verses and put them against each other, Takeoff had some of the most fire verses of the three. Like for sure, for sure. What did he say? He was like that one where it's literally just him and Quavo. They're rapping at like a mic that everybody's posting now on Instagram. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. Where it's like this a 16 passenger. No, this ain't a G5. No, this not a Challenger. Oh, um, Hotel Lobby. Yeah, Hotel Lobby. That's what the fuck it is. That yeah. song's so good, too. That shit was fire. It was just crazy because Quavo had just posted about a new single that he was dropping literally seven hours before he had died, bro. That just goes to show of how quick a life can be taken. Make sure you tell all of your loved ones that you love them, call them. If you have any beef with anybody... You need to settle it because you really don't know when the next time you'll see somebody is. Yeah, that's honestly fair. I mean, a lot of people take that for granted, bro. Think about that. Think about uh, Offset right now. Yes, they had beef. They were beefing. Quavo and Takeoff had split away from Offset, and Offset was doing his own thing. Apparently, he had beef with Takeoff and Quavo, and I know he's regretting it right now, not fixing that beef, knowing that his own family is died and you know you really can't get that time you can't back. go back you can't go back and fix that shit and that's that's gonna eat at him for a, ever i don't think he'll ever be able to get over it it'll just get easier as time goes yeah so definitely make sure you tell your loved ones that you love them and give everyone their flowers while you while they're still here yeah that's that's on jaw for real definitely man that was crazy though how take off past that like that could you imagine though if Drake, if we were to wake up tomorrow, bro, and see Drake has passed away in his LA home? Like, do you realize how big that would be on media? Think of when yeah. Michael Jackson yeah. died. I remember being a little kid when Michael Jackson died. That shit was like more televised than 9 11, damn near. Yeah. No, I remember. A- every news channel, every channel shit, was bro. just Michael I remember, Jackson. I remember me and like, it was must have been, in, uh, like, I must have been eight years old or something like that. Because I remember being in my mom's classroom. By the way, my mom's a teacher. Anyway, um, I remember being in my mom's classroom and somebody talking about how Michael Jackson had been drugged. Bro, the fact that a, like a freaking eight-year-old can talk about Michael Jackson being drugged, you know, the, that was how prevalent it was on the news. And that's how many people were watching it. Mm-hmm. That's how many. It was just insane. So imagine if that happened to Drake, which I don't think it would now because I think he's starting to chill out now that he has like Adonis and, you know. Yo, Adonis is living his best life, bro. Every time I see little Instagram stories of Drake's son, he is actually living the best life. Yeah, I agree. And he always looks fresh as shit. Like, I wish I had Adonis's 
like clothes, bro, because he he's is swag, always huh? looking fresh to death. Have you ever seen Drake's house, bro? Yes. Like the tour of it? Yes. It might be the most beautiful fucking house I've ever seen. That's such high ceilings. It's so nice, bro. That his jersey room, like that goes into his trophy room. Yeah. With all the Grammys and like all of like MJ's like signed jersey, LeBron's jerseys, like all of those like bass NBA goats all on that walkway. You gotta feel like just a pimp walking through there. Yes. His house is so gorgeous, bro. Beautiful. Dream home. For sure. It's the goal. It's pretty dope that he has like a like his own OVO uh basketball court in there though. It's a full size like NBA court, bro. What's crazy is he'll just invite Odell Beckham Jr. and Kevin Durant, and he'll just ball up with them. Drake looks like he's good at basketball, bro. Every time I see clips of him balling up, yeah. he seems pretty why wouldn't, good. Why wouldn't he be? Shit, <laughs> he if, has you're playing time. With, if you're playing with KD, you better get good. Like um, You might as well just be good enough to play like a pickup game with him. I mean, nobody's saying you got to go out there and fucking outscore the guy. Like That's just not happening. But you do have to be good enough to you know hang. For sure. Man. I, I wouldn't even be able to imagine if Drake passed, bro. Yeah. I think – what do you think, bro? Do you truly think it would be – I don't think it would be Michael Jackson level, but I think it'd be up there. I think it definitely hit those peaks. Yeah, I think I think so. But like I've said this before, I don't think as many people listen to Drake as like we think so. That's And true. I think that's prevalent with the Taylor Swift thing. Where, yeah. where Taylor Swift sold a million copies. And by the way – I know a lot of people had a problem with me saying that Taylor was ass or whatever. Listen, this is what I'm going to say about it. Okay. Taylor Swift makes basic songs and that's why her albums sell. If, you know, if Drake made everything that was likable all the time and didn't try and express creativity, I'm sure he would probably sell a million copies. 100%. And I'm sure he would sell on vinyl. But you know what? Drake made it radio playable. And Taylor you, Swift has songs that can be played on radio on repeat 24-7 throughout the day. You can only play Drake songs on the radio on like Sirius XM, but in terms of like censoring out all of his words, it's not worth it for them. They so literally they have a song called Pussy in Millions, and I guess it's <laughs> Fuck Me. Yes. Some of the better songs on the album have cuss words in them. And they would never get radio play. No. But, but you know, that that's part of the problem. But see, also, parents aren't going to let their kids listen to... Think about, like, I bet you my little sister probably is going to listen to the Taylor Swift album before the Drake album. You think so? Yeah. We got to make that our mission to make sure she <laughs> listens to Spin Bout You, bro. <laughs> before T-Swift. How many bodies you got? Because honestly, I'm not going to lie. There's Taylor Swift songs that I do like. Yeah. But it's all the old ones. Yeah, I agree. And it's like the old nostalgic one. Like, I knew you were trouble, bro. That was my shit, bro. I can honestly. What like, was the other uh, one that was, was like Romeo and Juliet? Or Love Story. Love Story. That's what it is. Those are like literally the only two that I like. But I can honestly sing those two songs word for word. I'm not going to lie. Those songs are fire. I grew yeah. up with them. Yeah, I agree. But do I think Taylor's new album is something new and exciting? No. 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 And at least Drake does experiment. Because on. When he released Honestly Nevermind, I did not like it. No. And I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I was not a fan of the techno music, but it was experimental. And then Drake even mentions it in the new album. He's an international artist, so he wants to experiment and see what other people outside of the U.S. enjoy. A lot of people outside the U.S. really did enjoy Honestly Nevermind. It's just his main demographic wasn't really fucking with it because they're used to, you know, OG rap Drake or R&B Drake. Yeah. It was so different. 
I, I respect him, you know, experimenting, and he's able to always bounce back because he's Drake. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. But it's still interesting to see him experiment. I agree. The I, thing is, is that, like, I, I, I said this to one of uh, my friends, but I was like, uh, what the hell did she say? I think I have these messages. I also it. won't discredit Taylor Swift on experimentation, too, because she did completely switch genres from country to pop. So I will, I will give her that credit for sure. And she did both of them very well. So I, I, I will give Taylor her credit. I'm not dissing Taylor by any means. It's just not, no, 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 no. It's just not my cup of tea. That's fair. I think I guess that's the other thing too is like I, I think I listen to a lot of music. I listen from everything from country to classical. Yeah. So, you know, everything in between is usually fair game for me. So I'll listen to it. So I guess it really is just kind of like it's not for me. It's not what I like, but it is what majority of people like. But then again, majority of m- people like McDonald's, and that's one of the worst things to fucking eat. So Bro, I don't like McDonald's anymore. Every time I eat McDonald's, it feels like I swallowed a fucking concrete brick. And then when I go and shit it out, it takes 10 years. I don't like McDonald's and how it makes me feel at all anymore. No. Maybe Sick as like a little kid when your digestive system can just like break it down in a millisecond, then it's cool. But as an adult, I'm not a fan of no, McDonald's. No, I would rather all. eat something else. I agree. That and I have like big boy money. Well, not big, big boy money now, <laughs> but I have enough money to go, you can go buy myself buy a Chipotle bowl. Not like when I was in high school and I had like $10 to my name and I, all I could get was like a couple McDoubles. Also, that Ravens and Saints game tonight was pretty good, bro. Yeah. Lamar Jackson is – I have a like a personal like – liking towards Lamar Jackson. I think he's so good. You're Lamar Stan for sure. I think he's a good quarterback. I just like how he like even in tonight's game, the amount of first downs he got in like close situations was insane. I'm act- I'm pouring D up some uh energy drink right now. I don't know if you guys ever tried this brand. If you guys ever see it in the store, it's Rain, Rain energy drink, the orange dreamsicle flavor. So good. I highly recommend it. It's actually like pretty refreshing. D tried it you for the not, first time tonight and he said it was really good. You would not think so, but the rain energy drink is like, cause you get that initial like orange, really good citrus flavor. And then later on it mellows out to the vanilla. vanilla. And then like, it, like you would think the aftertaste is bad, but the aftertaste is actually really sweet and really good. Yes. That's what I like. And it doesn't have that like gross aftertaste where it's like, feels chalky in your throat yeah highly recommend rain orange dreamsicle is really good it's also like 10 calories too yes 10 calories i think that like that's one of our biggest things is like if i'm gonna drink an energy drink which i love red bull red bull is my favorite energy drink of all time but the fact that i gotta go drink one of the flavored cans and get like 180 calories for like a 12 and a 12 what is it like 12.4 ounce can yeah i'm like this kind of fucking sucks Yes. It does suck. The cherry limeade flavor from Rain 2, also fire. They also have a white gummy bear. That one is also good. Honestly, all of the Rain flavors I, I recommend. None are bad by any means. They're all really good. Definitely. Speaking of uh, Lamar, though, and like the NFL, I wanted to ask you, what do you think is the best-looking NFL jersey? No preference. Put your favorite team aside. If we're going strictly off style and looks, what is the best looking NFL jersey? I truly think it's my Chargers jerseys, bro. The ultra blue, baby blue, their jerseys are so sick. I think they have the best looking jerseys in the NFL. 
I'm thinking about it for a minute because my mind immediately went to the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons. I think a lot of people go to Falcons, Chargers, and Seahawks. I feel like those are the three NFL jerseys that a lot of people. By far, like, the look fucking the worst are the Seahawks and the Rams. You don't like the Seahawks jerseys? I don't like the Seahawks jerseys or the Rams jerseys. I actually like the Rams jerseys. Really? What do you not like about them? It looks kind of cartoonish to me. It doesn't remind me of like you know like the gold and the blue of the Rams. You know the ones that like the greatest show on turf. Yeah. Of course, they also had like yellowish. But it was golden. I feel like the Rams low-key stole some of the Chargers' vibes, bro, in terms of, like, the blue and yellow. But I like the way the Chargers do it because they don't over – I don't like yellow being overemphasized. I don't like the yellow pants. That's really what it is. That's what you them, don't like is the yellow pants? I, I don't think I like the yellow pants. I think the blue is fine. I don't mind blue as a color. I think their colors just pop, bro. They're I, so bright and vibrant. Yeah. I do think that the Chargers do the uh, – the blue and the white. Since those are like their main colors, mm-hmm. it comes through really nice. However, when you throw in too much fucking yellow and it looks like dog ass, then it's like, all right. Come okay, on. okay, okay. And you know what the other, the worst jersey of them all, bro? What? The Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Absolute worst jersey on the face of the planet. You would never catch me dead wearing one. Over the Browns? I would rather put on a Browns jersey than a Packers is that because <laughs> you hate the Packers, or is that strictly just because of the style? That's because I hate the Packers. Off style alone, though. They're still fucking ugly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I, okay, I, I agree, I agree. So you, th- you say the Falcons, though? Yeah, I'll probably go with the Falcons. I like their throwback jerseys. That's fair. That's valid, bro. Should we swap to the serious subject, bro? Yeah, we're like 30 minutes in. Yeah, we can do it. Uh, so, guys, I, I don't know how many of you guys have uh, noticed or like even paid attention to this, but it is uh, Men's Health Month. Health Awareness, right? Health Awareness Month, uh, November. But anyway, we just wanted to talk to you guys about some uh, just some interesting things that we had for like Men's Health Awareness uh, I have some stats here, got on my iPad really quick, that I'm going to pull up and just talk to you guys about. And just some interesting things that I encountered while like looking up this stuff and just getting prepared for the podcast. Because when Dee brought up actually the idea of talking about it, it kind of you know struck me off guard because I feel like it's not talked about at all. I feel like a lot of times, like if a, a, obviously this doesn't go all the, all the time, but I feel like a man is usually expected to kind of just... Don't be a bitch. If you're sad, get over it and go through go through the tides. Like no one ever really sits down and like thinks about how they're actually, you know, feeling mentally and physically as a guy. Yeah. So, don't don't get me wrong. There are times and place for you to be manly and to man the fuck up. Right. You know, but there's extremes, you know, there's you got to know what somebody's dealing yourself. with. What somebody's dealing with, you know, if you're dealing with your family had a bad month. All right, bro. You need to pull yourself up. Stop being a fucking bitch. The last 11 months have been great, but the one month that sucked is bringing you down. Kind of sounds like you got kicked in the nuts. Cool. It it works out and it keeps going. Right. But you if know, you like, you know, but someone you really close fucking, to you had a passing, like, you know, passed away, like Offset. Yeah. He, he's someone who, if he was a really close friend of mine, after the shit that just went down with Takeoff, 
he should be someone that should be being watched and made sure like he's good. He needs yeah. people around him to support him out of that. Because if you were to just leave Offset alone with his thoughts after something as traumatic as that, that's when things get bad. And that's why the male suicide rate is really high recently. Yeah. Well, okay. So here's what it is. Uh, I got this from Heads Up Guys. Uh, but I did find this also like the same sort of data with the CDC. Uh, but they're kind of they're a little bit different, and I'll show you why. What, what I don't like about what, the way they phrase some things in their in their sort of uh, website, so to speak. But anyway, men account for uh, seventy-five to eighty percent of deaths by suicide. Let's just think about that for a fucking minute. That is such a high percentage, bro. If we had ten people lined up, two of them are women. Eight of those people are men. And we said, all of you are dying. That's insane. And nobody ever talks about that. Mm-mm. Right? Nobody ever talks about <clears throat> things that are going on like that. And you know what else I saw? Too? I, I saw this today on TikTok. But like the 10 biggest professions that commit suicide, I think like number 10 is pharmacists. Like, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's a stressful environment. Um. For those of you that don't know, my my sister is actually a pharmacist too, and she tells me all the time it's not an easy job. There's definitely stresses. Dealing with idiots and people is always horrible. Retail is always awful. But, no, it's definitely a stressful job. But number 10, that's crazy. Crazy. But then it goes – so basically all the positions – all all 10? No, I'd have to look it up. I'd have to to pull it up on my phone. So give me a second, but – Really quick. So in the year before suicide, only 35% of men on average sought care from a mental health practitioner. 35%. That's very low. See a big difference in the height of the suicide and the low of people asking for help. It's also it's also a little bit problem with the culture. You know, like you were saying, you know, there's a difference between man the fuck up and like... There's different expectations. Because you, you know what I mean? There's different problems. So if you have a really extreme problem and you're really struggling with it, okay, you know, probably get some help. But you know, if you're if a minor inconvenience came up for you for the first time in your life, don't be a bitch, get up. You got to you got to go through that hard time to build some skill, you know, to mm-hmm. callous your mind a little bit, to callous your heart a little bit, and that's okay. Nothing's going to be perfect in life. You got to deal with the ups and downs. But at the same time, those very extreme ones, if you really need help, Clearly, more guys need to be going and getting this help based on these stats that Dee's saying. What was, do you think, honestly, Dee? I want to ask you this just like what you think. What do you think is the biggest reason for the men stress this, for, the, for these high suicide rates? What do you think is number one? What causes these guys to jump over that line and take their own life? I'm going to say not feeling like they're enough not feeling that they like feeling adequate you know like you belong or whether that be in a relationship or just in your general life you know i feel like a lot of people have this potential that they don't ever reach in their mind and it's like dude i'm a fucking loser or like i'm this sort of shitty person or you know i didn't meet the things that i thought i was going to meet and you know i think people think like at 40 you're like that's the end but that's not necessarily the case. You know, you could still spend the next 20 years of your life 
devoting yourself to be that person that you always wanted to be. And at least at 60, you can be like, you know, I fucked up. I waited way too late to do this, but at least I did it. And I feel way more fulfilled doing that than I ever would have being like being the same shell of a person I was at 40, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. Even at my school now, I see people that are really, really like old. Like I've seen some 45, 50 year olds in my degree program getting the degree, doing the same thing I'm doing. And it's never too late. It's never too late to go and do what you want to do. No, you definitely need a chase. You know, there needs to be that excitement for you. You, you need, need to, to have goals in your life. You need to have, even even if they're not big, I think you need to set goals in your life. And even if they're small, something as simple as literally just like making your bed every morning. Because I do that. Every morning I make my bed. And just that one little tiny goal that I fulfill every morning, it means I accomplished something. I, I reached a little bit of a goal. And then it makes me motivated to do more goals and set more. You have to set goals for yourself. I think that's a really big thing. Yeah. And don't be like the other thing too that I've heard is you can't be afraid to set these huge monstrous like big goals because at least it gives you something to keep working towards. You know, you can have intermittent goals, medium yes. goals, and then daily goals like you're saying. The Make your goals. bed, you know. Because if you class. just if you just stick with those big ones then it becomes be hard disheartening and then it goes back to the fact of not feeling like you're enough because then it feels like you've never achieved any goals. Yeah. You have to have multiple, like D was saying, those intermediate ones and those small daily goals. Have the big ones, of course. Like, for example, one of my big ones is just graduating. That's been one of my goals ever since I graduated high school is to graduate college. And that's like my big goal. And I had small ones on the way, you know, get good grades, Make sure I'm at a good place, you know, physically and mentally. Be on the dean's list too. Being on the dean's list, like, and those small goals, those intermediate goals, I've achieved, and they all work their way up towards to the big one. And I think that's the biggest thing is you have to just make sure and pick which goals to set for yourself. I agree. Here's a okay, really quick. What's up? Suicide is the second biggest killer in uh of men in america under the age of 50 what's number one this is where it gets kind of crazy too because you know how like a lot of people say you know men are just fucking stupid and we do stupid things it's true unintentional injuries are the first are number one (laughs) you know Uh, men men definitely push themselves and they explore their limits and push beyond Definitely. So whether it's like it can be something so small, bro. Did you see that video? It was like three days ago. I saw it on Instagram. It was these um, these like I don't know what you call people that hike up like snowy mountains in like Antarctica or whatever. Oh, okay, Yeah. Just hikers. Just like explorers or whatever. Extremists. Yeah. Those extreme explorers. So they went into this tunnel in Antarctica and literally in the video, there's a sign and it says, don't go into a tunnel. There's this falling debris. Knowing guys, you know, we're stupid as shit. We, you know, don't really listen to the rules and we go for it. And there was a guy and he was going into the tunnel, bro. And a piece of ice chipped off from the cliff and dropped 50 feet right on top of him and just instantly killed him. But see, that's what I'm talking about. And that's another addition to that tally. Something just as small as that. Yeah. Or there was a... 
man, do you remember uh, the King of Random? I remember I used to watch that YouTube channel where he would make like random stuff all the time. Yeah. But anyway, that guy was like paragliding in like the desert and something happened where he like lost control. He crash landed, hit a boulder and died. I like the age of 34 left his entire family behind. I remember that. But that's, that's the thing though, is that like men do push the boundaries sometimes too much and it's okay. You know, push the boundaries. We're supposed to experiment as human beings and just make sure, make sure that we're there, you know, and try and see where we can go with that. But at the same time, be smart, be smart about, Oh, I'm so sick of seeing idiots driving now, dude. Now that we've moved into like more internal of Denver. Yeah. The amount of idiotic drivers it's an everyday occurrence now i'd never used to see this back when i was more in like the outskirts of it yeah bro so many idiotic drivers to please promise me if wh- whatever you're listening to this today make it your utmost goal to just not be an idiot that's all i ask it'll make the world trillion times better oh the other thing i was looking at was um I was interested in like suicide and violence prevention because I figured like, you know, males probably commit most of the domestic the violent violence. Crimes. Yeah. The most, well then also domestic violence too. You know, it's usually, it's usually a piece of shit dude beating on his wife or beating on his girlfriend or beating on his kids. I feel like that is the lowest a man can do. Yeah. If, if you're beating on someone or raping somebody or molesting somebody, that's pretty fucking low. Yeah, that's actually probably worse. Yes. But those are definitely the worst of them all. That is uh yeah. But like you said, bro, those kinds of people, what what do we do with them? What should we do? Through the fucking wood chipper. Get a wood chipper. <laughs> and I tell you what, with this new uh wave that's going on, we're probably going to have a few of those set up and I hope everybody's ready. Ready for the wood chipper. Yep. But this was uh this was interesting. Facts about male victimization. Okay, this is from the CDC. And this is underneath intimate partner violence. About one in three men experience sexual violence, physical violence, or stalking by an intimate partner during their lifetime. Now this isn't just men with men. This is men with females as well are included in this data. Nearly 56% of men who are victims of contact, sexual violence, physical violence, or stalking by an intimate partner first experience these or other forms by that partner before the age of 25. That is young. Crazy, right? Sexual violence. Nearly one in four men in the U.S. experience some, some form of contact sexual violence in their lifetime, whether that's being molested, raped, or... They use this term and it kind of irritates me because it desensitizes what actually happens to men sometimes. Made to penetrate. Okay, MTP. And they use this word because I it's it's weird, okay? Yeah. So being MTP occurs when the victim was made to made. Forced. Get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Made to. So forced. Or there was an attempt to make sexually penetrate someone without consent as a result of physical force or when the victim is unable to consent due to being too drunk, high, or drugged from their voluntary or involuntary use of drugs. Wow. So, bro, does that not sound like rape? That is rape. In right? My, in my book. 
imagine you're sitting there on your fucking bed and this chick rapes the shit out rapes you bro because what's the definition of rape just actions performed to you without consent rape entails any completed or attempted unwanted penetration of the victim through but see i don't i don't i don't i think that rape thing is always it's always towards like a lot of women but women don't realize that this also happens to men and what did they give the name for it mtp you said yeah made to penetrate no they should just say that's just rape rape yeah right yeah, that's what I didn't like about this because I was like, you're desensitizing because something that happens. If an out, an outside person reads that article, they're just gonna disregard that word. They'll be like, imagine you MTV. go to court, be like, hey, whatever. Imagine you go to court and you're taking this person, you know, to, to trial, and you go and they're like, this person was made to penetrate, like this is an act of made to penetrate. It desensitizes that, and I think it's so that way, you know, people have this power over men. You get what I mean? It's hundred so percent, bro. Because if you're in a room with someone. And you said if they had the same actions performed to them, but you d- you described it as this is a made-to-penetrate case, most people would just be like, uh, what's that? You know, not really truly aware. They wouldn't really think of it too much. But once you say this man was raped, then people are wide-eyed. So then their eyebrows go up. This is what's crazy. So I, I kept going more and more and more into this. So 79% of male victims of being MTP – made to penetrate or rape mm-hmm. reported only female perpetrators 80 percent wow 80 percent which is crazy because everybody says oh you know we need to teach men not to rape nobody actually teaches their son hey this is how you rape somebody i don't think that's a fucking real thing that happens in the world it's not nobody actually does that you know you try and unless you're a piece of shit you try and raise your kid to be a good person. Just a good person. Good person, not like, hey, this is how you be the most elite person ever. And there are some people that are like that. But I believe most people say, hey, son, this is how you be a good person. This is how you be a good man. You know, you be you, honest. And that's another thing that's kind of been bugging me with like a lot of like college courses even, bro. When they like bring attention to these like you know like race and stuff in an attempt to like you know drop racism down all it does is it makes people focus on it even more if that makes sense if you were to just not even bring up the fact that someone's brown black or white yeah you would never even think of it that way you would just treat everyone as an equal but when you have courses or people teaching you at a young age and saying Look, this person is black, but that's okay, you know. You know, like putting it into their mind that there is differences. That's what I feel like causes You're creating it the even division. more. Yeah, that's what starts the division, right? So when all these college courses make it their big focus to study these differences, all it does is it helps people identify the differences even more. Yeah, and I'm not saying you can't have like a course where you study like African heritage, or Obvious, you study yeah, like for sure, for Hispanic sure. heritage. You know, but that's what it should be called. Heritage. Heritage studies, not race versus race or anything like that. You know, the word race shouldn't be in there. There's a human race, you know. Together, that's who we are collectively. I feel like differences between different races is something you just pick up on through life. But when you start to focus on it, like like we were saying, that's what causes the division. Because then you look at that other person and you think of them as that different culture 
and you try to like be accepting of it. But in reality, if you were never even thought about that at all, you would just look at that person as another human being. Yeah. I, I like bringing light to a lot of these subjects, I feel like is just enhancing the problem even more. And obviously this isn't true for all cases, but I feel like for some of them, bringing light to certain situations just increases the problem. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, on the opposite side of that point, bringing attention towards some things that happen to men is kind of necessary because it's been shunned. Whereas, you know, see, people say that we don't reflect against like slavery or black people history, but this isn't true, you know. We, Shunning history is horrible. We even discussed this on oh, the first podcast. Yeah. How they were trying to completely erase slavery out of the history books. Just wipe it out completely. That is bad. Because then people have no idea. They have no way to learn from our old mistakes. You have to at least know stuff happens so you can learn from them. But at the same time, it shouldn't be glorified and talked about 24-7. Yeah, that shouldn't be a daily topic, you know. You have to find that middle ground. You can't be an extremist and talk about it every second, but then you also can't be an extremist and completely you know, shun it out of history. Yeah, there's a there's a good medium, I think, is what we're looking for. Yeah. You know, there's a fluctuation scale where it's like, hey, you know, it's uh, February. Maybe we should talk about Black People History Month, you know? Mm-hmm. That's fine with me. I don't care, you know? Let's talk about it. They, like... Black people did a lot of great things for this country. They also did some shitty things for this country. Because I know everybody that's going to listen is going to be like, white people hated this country and, you know, tore it down. Like it or not, this country is made because of a lot of black people and a lot of white people and Hispanic people. A lot of us working together to make all these 50 states, you know, Alaskan, Alaskan natives, also natives here in America. I don't know all the tribes, so don't like yeah. quote me on that. But, you know, we all work collectively to help make this country what it is. Yeah, you we're know? the mixing pot. Yeah. The United States is the big mixing pot. Of- Asian people, too. I forgot about them. Yeah. You know? all, have- all cultures, bro. That's what America is. That's why it's the best country in the world. You get the best of them all. Yeah. You get literally all cultures mixed together. But it's getting to the point now where... I feel like cultures are starting to be like, mine's a little bit better than yours. I don't want to be involved in that. It's not a mixing pot anymore. Now it's just different sub-bubbles of cultures. Which is because is because of the division. Because you know? of the division. <clears throat> but I just wanted to bring up that men's mental health <clears throat> resources thing. Mostly because like a lot of people don't talk about it. A lot of people don't talk about like how males get sexually assaulted. How a lot of males get sexually assaulted before the age of 25, you know, as like a child, as a kid, you know, it fucks with you. And a lot of people don't ever address that and they just think, oh, you're, you must be good. But yet, you know, we'll hear, we'll hear all these feminists say, I got raped at this fucking age. And it's like, that's, that's That's, shitty. I'm fucking really sorry that that fucking happened to you. And you know what? That fucker deserves to be in the wood chipper too. Yes. And it's it's weird because I feel like a lot of people have this disconnect where it's like we're not on the same side. And it's like, no, we really are. No, we, we, really, all, we both agree it's horrible. Yeah, we both agree it's horrible and these people should be fucking killed for that. So I'm like, why why do you think like I'm causing division with you? You know, I just want like most of us to unite. 
and come together. I think a lot of times it's instead of focusing on the bad thing, people want to argue on just the small differences between what you're arguing about instead of actually just focusing on the the main problem at hand. I think a lot of with um, men's health awareness, though, is I think a lot of bad stuff with men's mental health comes from relationships, bro. Like a really bad relationship, I I've seen it in real life. Like I've haven't ever dealt with it dealt with it personally. I won't say that I have, but I've seen a lot of my male friends go through heartbreak, and it does a tear on them. And I feel like it's a lot of time it's not really talked about. But so I wanted to ask you, bro. You don't have to go into like too personally, just like more general, but yeah. What do you think is the biggest thing that you've learned from a relationship? And you can think about this too for a minute. Mm. See, there there are a few things that I learned. And a lot of it see cuz I'm more one of those people that's like uh that like I did a lot wrong. Yes. You know, I'm willing to give that person the benefit of the doubt that they did everything perfect and that I did a lot wrong. So it gives me that reason to like better myself. You but, can't ever think that you're truly perfect you have to take your faults and learn from them and you know it's okay to admit that you're wrong you just got to learn from those mistakes that's the biggest part of life yeah but i will the biggest thing i learned from a relationship was that damn this one's hard yeah i i definitely picked a tough question and i really wanted to ask you this question because in terms of like genuine relationships you've had like you know a long one before the question wouldn't really work too well with me because i've really kind of just been like a floater i don't think i've ever truly delved myself my my full self into another person before because i'm really protective of my my feelings and you know what i will i invest myself into is i regret not one of the biggest things I learned was I was never fully open and never fully myself. You get what I mean? Like I didn't let like all my emotions show. Do you think you were playing around to appease your partner in certain scenarios when you weren't truly just being you? Not really that. It was more so like some things hurt me, but I never talked about it. And instead I suppressed it, suppressed it. And that anger came out in other ways. It finally explodes. Well, it comes out in other ways too, where it's like that person goes to get you a drink or something, and then it's like, I don't even like Mountain Dew. Must have been your other fucking guy, you know. That's where like some of that shit comes out, and then that sparks even more like problems and then that, like, within. Yeah, because like then they're like, "Why the fuck are you acting like this?" And it's like, "Why are you being a dickhead?" Like you know, I don't like Mountain Dew, and it just those bitter little tiny little arguments create something, and more of those stack up and stack up, and that's really what I learned was that like instead of just risking being open with somebody and being like hey you know what i don't like communication bro yeah see i'm not i'm not very good at communication i you know i struggle with that a lot i think a lot of guys do also no guy ever wants to like express their feelings it it, you know unless it's like you're really really close homie no guy ever wants to look like a bitch and have to express his true feelings to another guy yeah and that's the hardest thing i think with you know men's health is no guy ever wants to look like a bitch, but sometimes talking about those emotions, even if it's with like, you know, your partner or something and expressing how you're actually feeling that 
gets to the problem, the root of the problem right away. And then suppressing it only adds, you know, further trauma and, you know, differences and separation in the relationship. Yeah. I think that's, I, I would agree. I do think, you know, like you said, the more you suppress it, the more you like say, I want to be a tough guy. That's fine, dude. You do your fucking thing. Right. But you're not going to live a quality life with that person. You know, you're going to constantly have to deal with these own emotions internally. And it's going to hurt because it's going to be like you dating you. But then like you dating you is going to have to date another person and try and solve these problems together, which just isn't isn't feasible. And also, bro, I want to ask you on the topic of relationships. Um, what would be your advice for a guy that gets cheated on? Uh, because I feel like a lot of guys, you know, that's, I feel like a very general thing that happens and it can, when we were going back to the whole, not feeling like you're enough. Yeah. When I asked you, what do you think the main problem is? I think getting cheated on is one of those biggest root problems of not feeling like you're enough as a man. So what would your advice be to someone who gets cheated on? Would you say, you know, going to the gym and just bettering yourself or well, there, well, there's more to bettering yourself than going to the gym. But one of the things I would say is before you like really go into DEFCON one mode, you know, mm-hmm. and you start cutting people off and you start going to the gym twice a day, seven days a week, you know, and you start reading all these books and you start isolating yourself before you do that. Maybe you should reflect internally just for a minute, you know, and be like, was I actually a really good partner? Was I an asshole? You know, try and what, find your flaws, try and find your flaws first. But if you come up with none and this person, you genuinely did absolutely as much as you could. And you can say that without a shadow of a doubt that you didn't like you tried your hardest and did everything possible for this person. Not a single thing was you were perfect, basically, which is impossible. If you can say that, then at that point, you know what, dude, don't be sad. It's their don't loss. be sad. It's their loss. It's her loss. <laughs> hey, speaking <laughs> of the Drake album, bro. But no, I, uh, I, I do think getting cheated on hurts a lot. You know, it's it's happened to me before. You know, a lot of guys will be afraid to admit that or whatever. They're like, nah, bro, my chick's loyal as fuck. It doesn't. It just because it doesn't happen to you right now doesn't mean it won't happen. And I pray to God it doesn't happen. It can happen to anybody. It can happen though. Even Will Smith. Even Will Smith. And Will Smith's being a bitch trying to hold it in. He's one of those that's trying to play it off like, oh, like we have an open relationship. I ain't seen Will Smith with a chick. Mm-mm. I haven't seen Will Smith out fucking these bitches. But Jada's with August Alcina grinding that cock. Yes. Well, that's Will the other Smith thing is at the at his house. You need to raise your... That's another thing I want to say. If she cheats on you and you realize, hey, man, I deserve a lot better. Okay, you need to start doing shit that levels you the fuck up. Level yourself up. You need to go become relentless. You need to get some grit, some fortitude, you know, some mental toughness, you know, because you're going to need some. Bro, that shit's going to hurt because yes. when you go to the next chick, you're going to think of that and you're going to be like, is this chick going to cheat on me too? Or, you know what? Hey, I'm I'm kind of hurting right now. And, you know, if you open up too much to this girl right away, you know, she's probably going to be like, dude, you're kind of a fucking pussy. Yeah. Like, I'm a little more callous than you are. Yeah, no, you got to get that Mario fucking mushroom and level the fuck up. 
Yeah. Go to the gym. Drink some water. Read a book. You need to love yourself first before you can give love to anybody else. 100%. 100%. I stand by that. I stand by that till the day I die. Another thing I want to ask you too, bro. Okay. What do you think is more important? Forgiveness or acceptance? I guess acceptance in what? In the situation. We can even go back to the whole getting cheated on. Do you think it's more important to forgive that other person for what they did and move on? Or accept the situation happened and then move on? I feel like they're kind of the same thing a little bit. Because you can forgive and accept what happened. Mm -hmm. But then there's like not forgiving at all. I think that might be what your question's asking a little bit more. If someone does you dirty. Yeah. Do you think you have to forgive them? Or do you think you can truly just accept the situation and move on and you'll be good? No, I think you have to forgive at some point. I'm not saying you got to forgive them right then and there. You know, that that takes Takes time. time. Takes time. But, you know, if somebody does you dirty and fucks you over, you know, it's going to sting for a little bit and let it sting. So you remember the pain a little bit and then you go, hey, you know what? I'm so sorry that whatever I did made you feel like you had to go and do that. That's on me. But you know what? You should have still never done that to me. You should have still been like a good person. But that's, you know, you, and you know, what's even better too is I believe in the philosophy of you got to forgive and you got to cheer that person on to do better. Mm -hmm. Like you want, you got to want that they got to do better, you know, because then they can't say anything bad about you. Well, not even that. What I think happens is you get more of that for yourself. You know, the more you want people to do better and be like, Hey, you know what? Cool. You cheated on me. You did your thing, you know, or we broke up or whatever. I hope you do well. I hope you do well. I genuinely mean it because the more you do that and the more you do it outward and into like the universe and shit, it's going to be like, oh, this guy wants people to do well. He probably wants to do well as well. Mm -hmm. That positive attraction. Yep. And you just keep getting more of that in your life and you'll draw good things to you. And then again, in terms of not feeling like you're enough, I know there's a lot of guys that, you know, haven't like, you know, in their own minds, obviously everyone's at their, you know, at their human level is worth that. Everybody has worth. Right. But for those guys that just truly feel like they're not enough and like, don't, you know, feel like they're not handsome or they're not tall enough or, you know, small things like that. Do you think that the saying there's somebody out there for everybody is true? It kind of is. And the whole reason is because the reason why I say kind of is because, you know, if you don't go out there and you don't try, there's nobody out there for you. You know, if you just shut yourself out, how will you ever expect for somebody to come find you? Yeah. You have to put yourself out there. Well, you, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Yes. I love that saying so much, bro. Bro. If you don't ever go out there and you know, if you're just chilling at the bar, you know, trying to hang out and like be like trying to pick up chicks bro if you just sit there at the bar and you stare at these chicks they're gonna think you're creepy mm-hmm. so instead you know what you maybe should do go up and be genuine just be yourself yeah you know somebody's gonna be like somebody's gonna like you for who the fuck you are and be like oh shit you're kind of cool and if they don't fuck them they'll forget you in literally 10 minutes and they'll never remember you again 
But as long as you take that shot, there's a chance it'll hit. Yes. But if you don't take that shot, you have an absolute 100% guarantee that you will not even get a chance. Because, dude, I've seen some fugly motherfuckers bag some tens. Just because they do the bare minimum and speak to them. Yes. And just show some, you know, human empathy. And just, you know, they just try and be someone. They, I shouldn't say someone. They try and be themselves and someone finds that attractive. Someone does find that attractive for you. But the question is, is how comfortable are you? How comfortable are you being yourself? Are you actually mentally strong? Do you have the confidence to be yourself? Or is it all a facade? Confidence is key. I would suggest for the people who don't feel like they have that confidence is... Because, you know, I've you know dealt with confidence issues before, too. You know, it's hard to be confident in your own skin sometimes but like we said get a mario mushroom setting goals finding things in life that make you happy those will build your confidence in yourself and once you have enough confidence in yourself then you'll be more willing to take those shots so i think it does start at a base foundation for sure i agree yeah dude i there's a lot of things about relationships that are complicated, though. I feel like a lot of guys try and simplify it, and it really is a complicated thing. But the best the best advice you could get is, you know, number one, be yourself. Number be two, you. be unapologetically you. Yeah. Someone's going to think you're cool. And if they don't think you're cool, fuck them. You'll find someone that thinks you're pimp. Or even if you're just chilling there and you take this girl out on a date or whatever, and you're eating or whatever, and... You know, I don't know. Maybe you're a messy eater or something. Maybe, you know, you try and be a little bit cleaner. And she's at least noticing. She's like, aw, at least he's trying. At least he's trying to do something. And that's one thing I will say, though. Like, there should be no excuse for you to be a dirty fuck. You need to be showered and clean. Like, and I know for a lot of people it might, like, be a little bit difficult to do that. But you got to, you know scrub your stinky ass you have to be clean bro if you're if you're gross and dirty like that is like at least for me even too like if you seem dirty or gross that is like probably like my biggest like i do not want to be like near you yeah you need to be clean and have hygiene i think that is a really big key in building confidence in yourself too because if you're not showered and you're smelly and you don't brush your teeth and you don't like try to make an effort in looking good at all, that's a big sign that you're not confident in yourself at all, and that shows. I agree. I think you need to work really hard. I think you, you know, once you start working hard at a lot of these things, having you'll passion. realize you'll realize your life totally changes from one set of I'm shitty to wow, I'm actually getting I'm a lot things. better. Yes. Yes, I agree. Uh, I want to end it off on one more question to you, bro. Okay. How positive are you talking to yourself versus talking negatively? You know, percentage-wise. When you're in your own head and, you know, everyone, you know, thinks to themselves in their own head. And you're like, you know, if you mess up, you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I'm stupid. You know, talking negatively about yourself. Mm-hmm. Or if you do something good, you're like, hell yeah, I got that shit done. I feel accomplished. Like, percentage-wise, where would you say you're at? in terms of positive and negative affirmations to yourself. 
I'd say I'm around 75-25. For a positive 75? 75 positive about what I'm doing. 25% negative. I do think you need to have negative affirmations because you need to learn from your mistakes. And no one's perfect. But I would definitely think you need to have a higher percentage of positive affirmations to yourself. You don't want to beat yourself down too much. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I Mine is a little bit higher for the negative. I'd probably say I do 45. What is it? 55? Yeah. 45, 55. Mostly because I thrive off of a lot of negative energy. And that's and good. Like, it's different for me because you I do. use it to drive yourself positively, though. Yeah, I'm talking about the people that talk negatively to themselves and don't do anything about it. Mm. See, I, I think they could be the way I be and use it to drive. You have to change the way you think about it in your mind, because like, you know, I see mistakes and I go, you know what, dude, we fucked up, and I don't make myself feel any easier about it because a mistake's a mistake. And I'm going to go, you know what, dude, we fucked up, but you know what? There's tomorrow and we got to keep fucking pushing. So it's a little bit, that's why I said like, mm-hmm. it's a little bit of negative and positive there. So I thought it was like 45, 55, but there are days where I do well. And I don't think about like, even though I made a few mistakes, like let's say an exam or something, right? you know, if I got a 90, like 3% on an exam or a quiz or something. I'm not going, oh shit, man. I should have done better. No. I should have done better. Yeah. But I'm like, oh shit, I did good. Let me see what I missed. Yes. You know, that's what it's about. But I will say that whenever, you know, I was down in the dumps a lot, the thing that I would do is I would visualize or like hear a lot of the negative things I was saying to myself and I had to work to make them not true. So like I was overweight. I was fucking like 230, 235. I've also dealt with, you know, being overweight too. Yeah. But the thing I used to tell myself was like, Dude, you're a fat buck. You know, that was one of the biggest things for me. So that's like, your driver though. Yeah. And I'd be like, you're a fat fuck, dude. And it's negative shit that I was using. And I was like, you know what? Nobody's going to fucking love you. And it was more of those things that I kept saying in my head that I was like, I was like, I don't want these things to be true. Or I I do bad in like school. And I'd be like, you know what, dude, people are going to think you're dumb as fuck. Uh, and I was I was more so like, people are going to think you're dumb. You're mm-hmm. not going to be able to get into pharmacy school or you're not going to be able to make a living you're proud of or, you know, have a family that you love or are proud of because you're being dumb and you're being stupid and you're wasting your time. I agree. And I had to work to make those things not true. Yes. I think the main point I want to get across with what I asked you is just make sure if you are using those negative affirmations on yourself, either use it to drive or use it to make sure you don't do those again. Learning from your mistakes is the biggest thing. And also just don't forget to congratulate yourselves on achievements you do throughout the day. I agree. If you guys ever want to learn about how to be a badass motherfucker and just literally kill it and you need some something that's going to help you out, there is one podcast I would recommend to you besides mine. And it is Real AF by Andy Frisella. If you, anybody, men, women, if you want to be an overall winner winner, and be an absolute dog in life where you just destroy everything that comes in your path, I recommend listening to him. The dude has some great shit. And you know what? Q&AF is one of my best things. Our Q&AF from him is 
one of the best things about this and he's he's an absolute animal he's he's hardcore he's more hardcore than i think i was tonight way more he will definitely be like fuck your feelings and you're kind of being screaming the mic and shit like yeah definitely gets crazy but i will say if you need help with any of that go look for him there you know also if you're a man go listen to order of man okay that's also a great podcast and if Rosella again us i feel like we do a lot of comedy stuff you know we try and bring up that good vibe in you and have a great time here so you know give us a follow give us a listen tell your friends about the show and uh i know this one was more of like a serious one towards the end and it might be a little bit you know weird coming from us because we're usually the real jokey type but me and d thought it would be a good time for this episode to talk about the men's health awareness considering it is you you do have to talk about it man if nobody talks about it you know it gets washed away so it is a good it is a good thing to do yeah it's serving the community and i feel like we always try and be leaders definitely don't worry though next week we'll be back onto the you know funny stories and having the more like happier vibes but we just want to make sure like all of our kings out there that listen to us get your head right make sure you're doing good you know figure out your mistakes and learn from them you're all goaded and yeah you ready to end this shit off bro yeah i think so i think uh go listen to the new drake album fire as fuck album of the year in my opinion and yeah it was nice talking to you guys hopefully you got something out of this just you know keep your head right kings whatever's between your ears that's number one priority you gotta you gotta take care of yourself man you gotta take care take control of what you can take control of yes you know watch what you're eating go to the gym read a book what are you putting your time and effort into make goals for yourself make goals make achievable goals for yourself yep you guys got this shit we love all you kings out there and all of the girls that are listening to us too thank you so much for listening i hope you guys have a great day or afternoon whenever you guys are listening to this one thing i want to say is the world needs leaders guys so stop looking for somebody else to do it it's you guys be you you're the leader you're the only one that sees the world through your eyes so you're the one that makes your life don't listen to what anyone else says live life for you i agree i'm glad we had this talk guys thank you again for tuning in to the off the rip podcast i'll let mike take it away off the rip let's go there ain't no place like home i want